Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. You can listen and subscribe to the show for free on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. For network or show information, visit BiteRadio.me. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Marilyn Aloria, and we are going to be talking about her new book, Guides, Mystical Connections to Soul Guides and Divine Teachers. Are you ready to create your most infinite and magical life experience? Psychic medium Marilyn Aloria explains how all of our life offers information, how all of our, now, all of life offers information for your personal journey, and your guides are here to help communicate it to you. When you approach life from a limitless consciousness, you'll be amazed at the guidance you have access to. Guides answer questions inside of you if you remember who you are and why you are here. They reflect your highest truths and the lucky universe we live in. Marilyn Aloria is a gifted psychic medium, teacher, and coach with an unmatched capacity to ignite deep, soul-level transformation for her clients around the world. Marilyn simplifies the path to living a life of peace, ease, and alignment, and she is devoted to using her abilities to bring awareness and enlightenment to everyday life, to every life that she touches. For more information, you can visit her website, which is www.marilynaloria.com, and it's Marilyn, and then um, A-L-A-U-R-I-A.com, marilynaloria.com. Okay, with that, I'd like to welcome Marilyn to the show. Good day, Marilyn. Hi, Roger. How are you? Hi everyone. I do. Um, I think I have to change my change my last name so I have an easier website. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things. I mean, I'm sure if they just type in Maryland Guide or Mystical Connections, they can go right to you. But um, yeah. But you know, even you know, we luckily Google is kind of smart to help us anyway with that. So, but anyway, so thank you for having. Uh, for joining me today, and um, this is your book is uh, um, one of the um, sacred stories, uh, uh, sentient, common sentient series um, that has several other of your uh, of authors um, in the series on the show. So I'm I'm really happy to to talk about today's topic. So. I'd like to start with uh, the idea, the seed for the book. Tell us about how it came to be. Yeah, um, I think the the bigger question is, uh, and I appreciate that question, is how it came to be that I believe in guides and how I know a lot of your listeners probably believe in guides or feel there are guides. And I'm going to give a brief answer to that because it's too big of a topic, but... Um, for me personally, just 
feeling like struggling so much in my life, being raised in like a religious background with uh, Catholicism. So I was already kind of comfortable with praying to saints or Jesus or God and believing in unseen miracles. And I hit a point in my life where I was really not in a great place. And spirits started talking to me and my psychic ability started opening up. And I started working with a therapist who knew how to work with people with gifts, with us. We all have gifts, my psychic gifts. And through that experience of working with her, I started feeling something leaning on me. And I was in a session with her, and she said, well, what is it? What's leaning on you? And I just closed my eyes, and I went into a channel session right away. And I described to her what I was experiencing and what it was saying to me, the guide. And then I just started, she encouraged me to work with it. And I started working with this guide, and he was uh, my first guide who taught me how to communicate with other guides. And I think what's really important for this is through that experience, I learned more about why I was here on this earth, so it made it a little bit easier to stay here and a little bit more comfortable. And then it became a platform for me to teach people around the world how to do this themselves because it was opening so many doors for me. It was offering up so many techniques and tools, and it was making my life easier to live. So I started teaching this. For, I've been teaching it for over 15 years, and I knew a publisher of Sacred Stories, and she approached me. I've been wanting to write a book for so long and couldn't make the time for it, and she approached me with this really great opportunity, and I was like, okay, let's do it. And um, I'm really, really proud to be part of this series because the other authors are amazing, and I'm really happy to get this information out there because I know there's a lot of people, especially now, struggling with so many things, and... It's really great when we can find something that we don't necessarily see with our physical eyes, although I can see it and a lot of people can train themselves to see it, but to lean into an energy that just loves you and is there for you at all times, I think is something we could all use, don't you? <laughs> oh, well, absolutely, especially in times like today. I mean, you know, in today's time, I mean, just things that we're confronted with so many challenges that um, – they just kind of keep us on our toes, I guess. But um, so, and, and guidance would, it would would always be um, welcome. So now, with with your guides, once you um, you know you indicated that that religious background, and then you got to the point now of uh, not only recognizing but establishing a relationship with your guide guides. Uh, so what? Um, what would you say was the moment that you were able to recognize guide versus internal drive or internal thought? You know, because for some people it, it can be really difficult to get that, to recognize the difference between the two. And I think that it's such a great question because, um, for me, and this is what I teach in the book, because your guides could be inside, they could be outside of you, and the way they started showing up for me is they showed up as these entities outside my physical body. And they knew to do that so that I would have a conversation with them. Because if it was just, they're definitely in our thoughts and in our consciousness and in our soul, but I think what they knew to do right away with me was to show up, that the first guy showed up as like a gnome and he was standing to the left of me, and we would have conversations, and I didn't feel like it was part of me. I felt like it was something outside of me right away. That's where I was able to start getting into, wait, there's something here, and I'm getting information that I 
didn't think I had access to. And he's talking to me like as if you and I are talking in front of each other. And I was already been in therapy for so many years, and I knew I didn't have any kind of psychosis or anything that I was dealing with in that way where I'd be like, okay, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm having something happen, like, on a psychological level. I knew I didn't have any of that. And when I was working with my guys for quite some time, I remember saying to them, well, how do I know I'm not just making this up? Like, you're really, you know, how do I know it's just not me making it up? And they said, we're giving you great advice. Who cares? And when they said that, I let go of it all. So for me, that's where it was for me. But, you know, we do when we, because I teach the psychic senses and how to open up to the psychic senses so you can communicate with your guys. And a lot of times, like claircognizance, which is, you know, the knowing and uh, clairaudience is hearing, um, it will sound like your own voice. But there's something about the information and the energy, which is what I teach in depth in my, like, Membership for Your Soul program. It's the energy behind the message that wasn't me. It was neutral. It was unconditional. It was peaceful. There was an energy to it that I was like, wow, this feels so much different than the angst that I'm going through. So I have to believe there's something out here that's really trying to guide me. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, you know, I liked when you said, excuse me, that they knew, you know, when it came time to, you know, like the gnome showing up, um, it, it seems to me that uh, how guys get our attention is so unique to us individually. Like, for, for some people, a sense of smell might be um, – yeah. the way to get one's attention, <laughs> you know. Um, so, I, you know, I, I just think that it's um, – I think it's interesting, you know, if people want to uh, kind of look for or maybe be have a heightened awareness of, of maybe their guys talking to them is to maybe look at um, what gets their attention. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying, and I love that you said that because um, there's so many ways that they get our attention, and if and people are always asking me, you know, I, I can't get in touch with my guys. How do I do it? And I'm like, just be in the question of asking your guys things, or just saying, you know, I'm open to my guys. I want to feel them. I want to see them. I want to hear them. Whatever it is. But then you have to pay attention because sometimes they'll touch you and it'll feel like a piece of hair falling down your arm. Or like you said, it could be a smell or it could be um, a, just a feeling that you have. Like I did a, a video on my Instagram account how spirits, they like, I'll be at the stove and they'll just lean up against me, against my back, you know. And if you just start paying attention to those subtle things, you'll start noticing how they're trying to communicate with you. And it's just, and also I tell people to play with their imagination. So I love what you just said. Like, it could be a smell. It could be a butterfly that keeps coming into your awareness. It could be the hummingbird that you keep seeing. You know, there's still, could be the numbers that you're seeing re- repeated over and over again. They are constantly talking to us through the symbols in, uh, in the universe. I call it the symbolic language of our soul, which I talk about a bit in the book. So that, yeah, I love yeah. that you said that. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, it, it is. And it, it all, I, I, yeah, I think it all just kind of boils down to get your attention. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. true. Get his attention. And then we can, we can go from there, you know. Um, but uh, now, when, excuse me, let's talk about numbers and role. Like, um, we come in with what, maybe one guy? Do we, what, what's your, you know, what have you been led to believe, you know, that like, when it comes to guys that, that uh, you know, do they, do we start with one? Do we get some more later? Do they come and go? You know, just kind of what, how, how do they fit in with um, assisting us? So my understanding of it is uh, we have more than one. And people ask me this question, like, do you have one guy that stays with you throughout your life? And I'm like, yeah, as far as I know, I have probably one or two, maybe possibly three that have been with me pretty much one since the beginning of time and will probably be with me till the end of my life here on this earth. But I can't really answer that question fully because I'm still living my life, right? So I, mm-hmm. what I believe to be true for now is I believe we can have more than one guide. They do come in and out. The way that they do it is um, – they will get, you'll get, you know, you'll have your guides. So they can represent different things. They can teach you about, you could have a love guide, a health guide, a marketing guide. You could have a, um, a home guide. There's all different types of guides that you can have. I have a main guide. I have like a philosopher. I have a love guide, a health guide. I have different guides. And what I have found though is when my time is done with that particular guide, I had a marketing guide for quite some time. He was amazing. He taught me so much about my business. But when he was getting ready to go, you could, it's almost like a picture fading. Like you could feel their energy fading because they don't want to just hmm. come into your life. You feel their energy. You feel their love, and then they'll just disappear. That would be too much for us in our human experience to have that kind of experience, and they know that. So they get us ready for when they're going to go. And then eventually they'll just go away, and then sometimes a guide will come in their place, and sometimes a guy won't. That particular space where that marketing guy stood, nothing has come into its place. But I don't feel like I'm missing anything. They never want you to feel like you're missing anything. And then the other thing I want to bring attention to are teachers. We can have teachers at different moments in our life. So when I was studying mediumship, um, there weren't really a lot. That Google didn't exist. There wasn't a lot of books on it. And I, my guide said to me, just call in some expert mediums that are on the other side, and they will come teach you what you need to know. So these three mediums came in as my teachers, and they worked with me for, I don't remember how long it was, but moment, certain amount of time, and then they went away. So if you want to work with Einstein or Picasso, that kind of energy, you'll know if you don't have the soul's permission to do it, but if you're just feeling attracted to it, it usually needs your other soul's permission, and then Picasso can come in and work with you as being an artist, and then Picasso's energy will go away. The thing is, it's all energy, so we all have access to it. We even have access to energy of people who are alive. So if I want to work with Oprah, I sometimes will call Oprah's energy in and work with Oprah's energy because that exists inside of me. So there's so many fun ways that I talked about in the beginning of the book about how we could feel supported in our life. And it's been really good for me. Um, so that's my answer. 
Yeah, okay. Well, that's good to know because, you know, um, and now as I was going through and reading in the book, you know, there's one area you talk about different roles, and, and the one that, one that stood out to me was gatekeeper, you know, because that, it just, mm. to me, it was, you know, that, that idea of, as, of being, you know, one person kind of coordinating <laughs> or overseeing, you know, and, um, maybe, um, you know, you talked about, you know, guys coming in or leaving, you know, that, that maybe someone <laughs> coming in, uh, maybe we're wanting to bring a particular energy in that may not necessarily be in our best interest for our soul plan, whatever that may yeah. be. But, um, there's a gatekeeper that can kind of say, you know, not right now kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I met the gatekeeper, I believe I say it in the book, I met the gatekeeper after I was working with my main guide, after I was working with a gnome for like a year. It's funny because he never likes to be called a gnome, but we would just laugh and have fun with it. And then after he went away, he had a great personality. His name was Simon, and he was just lovely. And then um, I met my main guide, who I consider pretty much my main guide. She stands in front of me. Um, and it wasn't until I went to one class, with this medium and he introduced the concept of a gatekeeper and I went wow I don't even have that guide yet and I pulled in my gatekeeper guide who's like the jolly green giant super tall super powerful big walks the peripheral around me and it really does help because he would make sure that nothing would come in that wasn't from my from my highest light and highest alignment with me that's how I was taught to say it from my guide and he also um just always keeps the parameter really clean. So I'm never, like, fearful or scared because I know that I'm so safe with him and with my guide. So I think the gatekeeper guide is a great guide to start with. I just didn't start there, but I, I think it's a great yeah. guide to start with because you'll feel really safe in the work. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just, you know, I, I've kind of had um, that idea, you know, you know, for a while. And, and for me, I like it, you know, because I, you know, whenever I do, I'm one of those that, uh, you know, when the guys talk, <laughs> they, uh, sometimes they say I don't listen, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and I, and I'm sure that that's the case again, because, you know, I would always struggle, not always, but I used to struggle more with, um, you know, that, that discernment, you know, between what is, yeah. um, thought processes and then you know and I've gotten I've got a, a couple of uh uh telltale signs of like a uh tingling crown chakra you know is one of them you know and and uh you know of course uh goosebumps or chicken skin you know those kinds of things work with me you know so they kind of learn that you know if they kind of want to get my attention you know those are two ways that they can do it um but it takes it, it takes um i guess practice um yeah. and do you feel the more you uh follow or, or pay attention to the communication the stronger it becomes yeah so i teach people um it's like learning a language right so or it's like developing a relationship with somebody there's two things to this, and it's really such a good question. It, you know, you and I just met. We're talking on the phone. I'm not going to fully trust you 
right out the gate, although I could feel your energy, you're a lovely person, I could feel your heart, it's so good, I can feel how much compassion you have and you're a good person, but it's still going to take us time to develop a relationship so that we could really start revealing secrets to each other or trusting each other's advice. It's the same thing with guides. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a relationship that you have to develop over time. So one of the things I teach my students, I ask them to trust for 30 days. And I say, anytime you doubt your guides answer, I ask that you put your hands in the air and you say, you know what, I promised Marilyn I'm going to trust for 30 days. I have 28 days left. And what I found in my communities, and I've taught like thousands of people how to do this, they, all of a sudden, they're starting to trust more and more because they've surrendered to it. They're like, oh, that crazy idea that came through, that was actually a great idea because experience helps us to strengthen the tie between our guides and ourselves. Because our guides will say, you know, go talk to that teacher over there, and then you go talk to that teacher, and even if it's not a great experience, and you go back to your guide, and you're like, why did you tell me to talk to that person? I didn't really like them. And the guide's like, well, you really learned something about yourself in that moment that you need to trust yourself. And you're like, yeah. This whole thing happens that's so magical and incredible that you start developing this relationship, you start developing this trust, and then before you know it, you're just in this place of, I, I understand, I get it, I trust you, you're, you're here for my highest good, you love me, and it just grows and grows from there. So I kind of lost the question a bit, and I'm so sorry about that, Robert, I do that sometimes, but I think the bottom line is it's a relationship that you have yeah. to develop and you're learning a new language, and I offer people up for the first 30 days to just trust it and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. You know, and one of the things that I kind of – um, ponder uh, often is like, like when you were talking about the gnome and as that you know that particular one wasn't really thrilled with the you know the gnome um, identification um, now when I first started you know to try to figure out who my guides were and that kind of thing this and that I, I kind of went back and forth, but, you know, I mean, names are kind of kept coming in. So anyway, I got to one particular point where um, it was, I, I kind of, you know, kind of felt like the energy was nearby, and it was like, you know, I'm done trying to figure it out. I'm just going to call you, you know, and, and actually, the Archangel Raphael, I'm going to call you Raphael. You know, that's, that's a name that I don't use every day. Um, but anyway, so from that point on, it was in, in, in kind of like the it seemed, you know, kind of like the internal, but it was kind of like a laugh, like, yeah, it really doesn't matter, you know, as long as we conduct energetically, you know. So um, with the gnome, you know, kind of not, not necessarily like that, but obviously it, was, it worked for you too you know, for, for the communication. What, um, it, it seems like there's a little personality there with, with Mr. Energy. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, Ms. Energy. So, um, can you talk a little bit about the idea that even though there's a guy, there's this whole personality thing going on, and, and that contributes to or detracts from maybe a relationship. Yeah. There's something else you said that I think is super important before I go into that. You talked about names. 
and people are always like, what's my guy's name? I need to know my guy's name. And guys don't really care about names, but because we call each other names, like they teach us, they're teaching us how we learn, right? So I know you as Robert. You know me as Marilyn. And that helps to call in your energy. So if I'm talking, I'm like, hey, Robert, come in here. I've already pulled in your energy. So names are important to us to know our guides. And they don't – I remember, like, my gatekeeper, when he gave me his name, I was like, really, what's your name? Like, I was disappointed. He didn't have some magical name. It was just, you know, I don't I don't reveal all the names of my guides because it's such an intimate relationship. So I love that you brought that up because I think that's important. So they, they won't need – sometimes, like, I love that you said Raphael. Archangel, uh, that's not a name. And right away, that name has a resonance for you. It has an energy for you. It has a meaning to you. Even my gatekeeper, like I said, it wasn't the greatest name in the world. I was like, really? That's your name? And But it felt good. Mm-hmm. It felt strong. It felt, you know, so I like that. And then Simon, the gnome, he had a show of comical to me because I, I like to be funny. I'm not very funny in this interview right now, but I can be really funny. And he knew that okay. that was going to be a way to my heart. You know, like if he, the other thing with guys is if they came in with all the love that they have for us, I know me personally, I wouldn't have been able to receive it. And I have a lot of students sometimes that they're like, my guy came in and I was really scared and I tap into the energy and I'm like, "Mm, this guy feels okay, but I don't say anything to them. I say, well, I want you to go and work with that guy a tiny bit and just let me know, is it a guy that we need to be afraid of and tell them to go? Never be afraid of them, just tell them to go. Or is it a guide that you really want to work with? And I give them like a day and they come back to me and they're like, no, it's a great guide. And it's usually because they come in with so much love, we don't know how to receive the love. So we shut, we, we, mm. we, anal- we label it as fear, right? Because it's too much love. So Simon knew he had to come in. Like he would laugh. I'd be like, you know him. And he'd be like, don't call me that. And we'd have like this hysterical little thing between us because he knew he had to ease me into the work. If he came in all studious mm-hmm. and serious and, you know, like a, a, if he came in, like, like I couldn't work with St. Germain right away because St. Germain was too powerful for me. I was, like, not ready for St. Germain. So they know exactly what they're doing, and humor was the way to get me. So he got me. He was adorable. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, and, and I think that, you know, that's the key is, is uh, um, you know, they – no, you like like my no that you know they're not going to manifest physically in front of me, you know, um, because I'll join them. I'll be right there, you know, and share with them if they want to try. Them, you know, unless I'm prepared for it, which I've not been, yeah. and I'm. I, but but anyway, again, it's I'm sure that they know, you know, that this is just that's just for me uh, a step that I'm not ready for, <laughs> but. Um, so, yes. well, we're uh, about halfway through the show, Marilyn, so I want to take um, a quick break, um, and then when we come back from break, I want to talk um, about, first of all, you know, we've been talking about guides as, you know, energetic, and, and they're kind of like in the being, you know, energetic being there, but I also want to talk about the idea of guides um, in nature, um, plans, you know, in, in some of the other living areas, you know, and, and how, how they can be guys, okay? Okay, everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us 
and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, nature photography, calendars, and 5x7 photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, ByteRadio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone. Thank you for staying with us again today. My special guest is Marilyn Aurelia, and we are talking about her new book, Guide, Mystical Connections to Soul Guides and Divine Teachers. And again, you can find out more about Marilyn by visiting her website, which is www.marilynaurelia.com, and that's Marilyn, A-L-A-U-R-I-A.com. And with that, we're back. Marilyn? Hi, I'm ready. <laughs> hey, okay. Well, um, before we jump into talking about the topic I mentioned before break, we do have one caller, um, Sharon from New York. And, uh, you know, since you, know, you are in second medium and, and are willing to take a question, I'm going to go ahead and, and bring her on and, and have her ask you, okay? Sure. Oh, thank okay, you. Great. Hey, thank you so much. <laughs> okay, hi, and um, hi, how are you? <laughs> I, I enjoyed. Yeah, really good, really good. Thank you. Um, I I enjoyed what you you had to say, and I certainly do believe in um, guides and angels and you know and all that, of course. Um, but I was wondering. Um, if you see a relationship in the near future for me this year or um, anything like that? So, you know, right away when I tap into your energy, Sharon, is there's a couple of things that were coming up for me before you even asked the question, and one of them is your first mm-hmm. chakra. And it's around your belief mm-hmm. systems, and I would have you look at relationships and safety. And my heart chakra is also, I feel like you're a very open-hearted person, but my heart chakra is a little bit bothering me, too. So the first and second chakra, I'm going to talk about it. And you don't have to agree with anything I say, but I'm just, I read very, very fast, and I'm going to just give you what I'm getting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What this is sure. showing mm-hmm. up for me is about inviting in the relationship that's really going to support you. It's not a relationship that's going to, um, this feels to me like there has to be a little bit of work done on your part in this place. And part some of it is your throat chakra, too. So I'm feeling like your throat chakra, your heart chakra, and your first chakra need to align. And you can do that on your own. And what that is is I want you to look at the belief system around relationships. Is, re, is a relationship going to make you happy? Is a relationship going to give you the money that you want? Is a relationship going to help you to have the life that you desire? 
And if that's what you're waiting for to believe, if you believe those things and you're waiting for that, then I want you to rewrite it. And I want you to start inviting in the things that you desire right away and start having it right now in your life. I do get a name Dan around you, but I don't know how correct that name is going to be for the future. And it's not to say that something is not going to happen within the next uh, uh three to six months, maybe a little bit longer, it feels like to me, because I don't want to give you time because I don't want you slowing down the process of bringing the relationship in. The throat chakra mm -hmm. is a little shut down for me, and that's about speaking love to yourself and speaking your truth to yourself. I also feel like there's been a bit of, of course, at, at our, our ages, I don't know how old you are, but I can definitely say that we've all had relationships where there's broken bonds and broken trust. And I want you to create the relationship that you desire from the inside out. And what I mean to me is, like, I really want you to start talking as if the person's already here, but talking from a place of him, the person acknowledging you and seeing you for all you are and all your beauty and all your, your aspects. So spend every day, like, a couple of minutes a day saying to myself, wow, you know, I'm really loving the fact that my hair looks great today and that I feel really good inside my body and that." Um, I feel really joyful today and that I really, like, I kept the house clean last night. Whatever it is that you acknowledge inside yourself, I'm, I'm just pulling at things really quickly. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like the energy that wants to come in wants to support you in your life but doesn't want to take care of you in any way. Like, like what I'm saying is you're going to pull in a healthy energy. He's, like, at the peripheral, and he really wants mm -hmm. to help be part, a partner with you. But there's a little bit right. of things that you have to do on your end in order to bring that partner in. And then what I want you to do, you have a great smile they're showing me, a lot of, I feel like you have great joy with you, you're a lot of light. I want you to do things, like at least one thing a week that you wouldn't normally do, whether it's going to a pottery class or a lecture, something that would, or even a different grocery store. Because to me, it's, an, it's not like an online dating thing. This guy is just around. He's a really good person. If it's, it's, it feels male to me, I don't really if somebody doesn't, if it's a same-sex thing, I don't get that. I never have to the whole time in my readings. It always just works that way for me. But this person feels really, like, supportive and honest and integral and also has a good job because I see a suit. And not that that represents anything to you, but to me it just represents mm -hmm. a good suit, a good job. And it feels like a very stable person. And the more stable you continue to grow in your life, the more this attraction is going to be really good for you. Otherwise, you're going to miss him. So I want there's a little more work that I need you to do on yourself before we bring him in. Does that make sense to you? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, absolutely. And I will. And I, it doesn't mm -hmm. feel like it's far away. It doesn't feel like it's far away. So I want you to just continue, okay? Yeah, that definitely, definitely will, and I and I really appreciate it. And thank you so much. I will read out, read up on how to realign, realign my uh, chakras to have them open more. Great, hey. honey. Thank you. Yeah. And thank, thank you, Sarah. you so much. Good I really time. appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. You're you're welcome. And we'll just do one more, okay? <laughs> sure. Uh, just to show. And now we do have a call from the 512 area code. So, caller, can we get your your first name and location? Um, uh, first time calling, this is to show before. Uh, can you hear me? Hello? Yes, you can. What's your first name? Melissa from Colorado. First time calling. Okay, you're from Colorado, and your your first name, I'm sorry? 
Melissa. Melissa. Okay, Melissa. Yeah, Melissa. Okay, Melissa from Colorado. Great. Thank you. What What is your question there for Marilyn? Thank you. Hi, Ms. Marilyn. Uh, it's, it's nice to talk to you. I have a very, uh, I need a guidance question that's very important. Uh, so I have a step-parent and, and I have another parent, my birth parent, and I don't know I don't know if my step parent parent was I don't know he he did did he or did not give uh like the medicine daily and or do uh, is he like so or okay. I see I go ahead, Robert. No, no, I'm sorry. You, you go ahead, Marilyn. I don't know if I can answer that question, to be honest with you, Melissa, um, because on a forum like this, it wouldn't be really comfortable for me. But I do want to say this, sweetie. I could feel your pain. I could feel your worry. I could feel your concern. And um, it just goes into legal things that I'm not comfortable with answering. So, um, unfortunately, I can't take an – and other psychics may, but I work in a very kind of uh, – I work in a different way. So, unfortunately, Sorry. I won't be able to answer that question. Okay. Well, I mean, I understand. Thank, thank you, Marilyn. Yeah, it's uh, it's very difficult, you know, and, and, uh, and so many things are very personal. So, yeah, that's one that, um, Melissa, you can, if you want to find out more, you can, you know, contact uh, Marilyn through her website, MarilynAloria.com. Okay, thank you, thank you, Marilyn, for doing that. You know, um, I always, you know, appreciate when the guests can, you know, show, you know, what, I mean, this is, this is what you do. This is kind of, um, I mean, yeah, but I don't do, I don't do private readings anymore. I do do group readings, but I don't do private readings anymore. So, um, I would suggest to Melissa to find somebody who does do private readings and, uh, can really help her to find peace in that question because that's a very challenging, difficult question, and there's a lot, there's a lot of heart in that question. So that's what I would suggest, Robert. Okay. Sorry, but I appreciate her asking. Yeah, and thank you. Um, okay, so um, before the break, I mentioned you know the idea of you know we were talking about guides energetically, you know. Um, as, I mean, think about beings, you know, in a sense, you know. Now, um, you also talk about uh, guides, you know, including planets and nature and, and other different types of um, forms. So can you tell us a little bit about, because I'm, I'm a nature photographer, so I love nature. So can you tell, tell us, you know, how that fits into the guidance picture. So guides can be everything is energy, right? So guides can be any take any kind of form. Um, they could be trees, they could be birds, they could be owls, uh, animals, planets. Um, you could feel I feel a great connection to the moon. There's a star in the sky that I feel really connected to, and it could be a guide. It could be um, other solar systems. It could be. Uh, they could be just color, they could be light, they could be vibration, they could be um, music. You could feel it just through sound. 
So the more you open up to the different types of guides that can come through, the more you will really explore what's available to you at a deeper, more infinite level. So to me, it's not just an archangel or an ascended master or somebody who's walked the earth plane. It could be an experience of somebody who's never walked the earth plane. I had a guide that showed up above my head that was just color and shape. And she was a very powerful, she had a feminine energy, and she was just a very powerful guide. But there, you know, I live in Northern California with the redwood trees, and you're a nature photographer, you know what that's like. I have these owls that show up, and they physically show up. Every time I have an important thing going on, I will ask a question, and I turn around, and they're just sitting in the tree, and I have video of it and pictures of it, and they are there to help me really own my own wisdom and guide me and to help me to trust during some of the most difficult times of my life. So guides can be anything, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and, and that was kind of why I wanted to make sure to mention that, you know, for, for people who are looking to build that communication or that, that uh, connection with guides is to recognize that um, it's all around you. <laughs> you know, it's this kind of, um, and, and like you say, everything is energy. So it's really kind of just paying attention to energetic kind of shifts and changes. Yeah. Uh, now, in your book, you have, you know, part two in the book. I mean, first part of the book, you talk about guides, and you give a lot of wonderful information about guides, who they are, what, you know, why they're here, the different types of roles. Um, and then in sec the second part of the book, you have stories. And, you know, these are stories from contributors um, and about guides or, or divine teachers that kind of had a an important you know, uh, part in, had an important part in their life. So how did you go about um, gathering these stories? That was really Ariel, the publisher, who did it. We definitely put out a notice to my community and my list, and um, we put it out to the, some of the other authors' lists as well because there was a bunch of us, Stephen Farmer, you know, Anna Maria Vasquez, who all had our books coming out somewhat around the same time. And I actually, we did also a Zoom call with a bunch of uh, people, invited everybody to come on, and we did a little some writing tips to help them to write in real time. And then people submitted their stories. And I know that Common Sentience is looking for stories now. So I really was quite, it's a great thing how Ariel, the publisher, put it together. And reading those stories just really helps you to not feel alone because you're going to, identify with things that maybe happened in your life, anybody who's reading it, and that's what ha and you're going to see parts of yourself and realize that you're not crazy, you're not making it up. That also happened to you, and it helps you to identify that part of you that's already in communication with your guides, because I can almost guarantee, I'd say about 90% of the people that would probably read the book will recognize, oh, I've already had that experience. This is really cool. That door has already been open for me. So that's what I love about the stories. I think that they're a great way to, to feel related to and not feel like you're alone. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And if you haven't experienced them, uh, your awareness about them has been increased so that if it should happen or when it happens, um, that, uh, 
you know, you're, the chance of you taking notice is a lot stronger than, and, and also in your book, you talk about that it's important, like one of the first steps is to invite them in. That, that, that is critical, correct? Yeah, because um, just by setting that intention and inviting them in, you're inviting the conversation. Even if you don't feel, hear, or see anything right away, you're, that energy line, they call it, it's like I call it an energetic umbilical cord to your guide because I teach a breathing exercise in the book where you can breathe with them and you'll create an energetical, energetic umbilical cord. And um, sorry, my guides are talking to me, so there's something I'm going to say after this. So just that invitation alone calls them in. And the reason why they're talking to me now is because I never like to get somebody who asks a question, the, the slow last girl, Melissa, I feel bad for her, right? So I want to say something yeah. to everybody that's listening. The reason why I teach the material I teach is so that people don't depend on me for the answers that are already sitting inside their soul. So I moved away from private readings for a reason because I believe that everybody can read for themselves. So Sharon, who had a beautiful energy, who's looking for her partner, her romantic partner, which she so deserves, like it's in her energy. But to know what to do every single day in order to have that relationship come in, that's what your guides are there for. They're there to help you. And then Melissa, who's struggling with the parent, you know, wanting to know if her parent's being taken care of by the step-parent, if she's working with her guides, yeah. she's going to get information herself of what to do. So it's such a beautiful, Robert, I want to thank you for this moment because I care deeply about my community and about anybody's community I'm invited into. And I realized in this moment, you just brought out this beautiful teaching moment for me and for everybody who's listening. This is why I do what I do. Because Melissa may get into the hands of a psychic who may say some information that's not correct. And that worries mm -hmm. me more or be like, give me a $1,000 and I will. I'm sure you have very, very great people on this show, so I'm not saying this. But mm -hmm. it might be out there that somebody's like, yeah, and I'll light a candle for you and I'll have it taken care of. And I want Melissa to know, no, that's not the right information for me. So that's yeah. why I teach what I teach. And I am so... Glad to teach you. In the way, you know, the, the focus on empowering people to be able to make a connection, which is, which ultimately, um, leads to, um, them making decisions, you know, uh, based on what's good for themselves. You know, not anyone else telling them. So I know, and, and uh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, no one knows your situation better than yourself. <laughs> you know, and, and and so you know, and what's good for you. So it's um, yeah, I, I I appreciate that, and you know that um, you really work to teach people. It's kind of like you know, teaching people to fish rather than giving them fish. You know, you kind of. You're giving them the yeah. ride to be able to feed soul. So, um, now, in the story that you had, the, the very first story of the group is one of yours. Well, you had the first and the last. Yeah. But the first one was, uh, was interesting, and it was called Home to My Soul. So, can you tell us, again, to give an example for the listeners of what the stories are like, can you tell us kind of 
you know, why you wrote that story and, and start about that particular section with that topic. Yeah, I think uh, home is important to me and to probably a lot of people, you know, what is home? How do we define home? What is home to us? What kind of home did we come from? What kind of home are we building now? And in, in a way, our guys are teaching us how to come home to our soul. And that is one of the biggest lessons, I think, that they have taught me is well, this isn't what I plan to do for a living, and it all broke open to me this whole life. And I came home to my soul through this work, and I continue to come home to it. So that first story is about a home that I purchased. And it was a really scary moment for me. Anybody who's doing something that you've never done before, you have no experience to base it on, you have nothing from your past to, like, say, oh, yeah, I've done this before, and I'm going out and I'm buying a home, and my father was giving me the down payment. He was giving me a lot of difficulty with it, and I appreciate the fact that he gave me the down payment, but he was also giving me a lot of struggles on top of it. And I walked into this house, and it was a, a total mess. Like, if you could think of the worst house you've ever seen, now multiply that by 100. And my guys were like, this is the house. And I'm like, you're crazy. And they're like, this is the house. You have to trust us. And I bought the house. And then when I got the keys, there was mold and everything was falling apart and tiles were falling. You just touch a tile and the whole bathroom shower tiles all came crashing down. And I sat on the floor and cried my eyes out. And my guys were like, don't worry. This is your house. This is your home. And through a series of their urgings, go to this place, go to this person, hire this one, go to this bank and ask for a loan. Because one of the contractors who I didn't hire, he was like, you're not going to get a loan. You're out of your mind. You're not going to get it that quick. And my guys were like, you're going to get a loan. You're going to get it fast. And I did. And it's actually the bank I still bank with to this day because they're so good to me. And what happened was I got the most beautiful home. And I never had a home growing up. You know, it was very difficult, very traumatic and very run down and broken down. So it's the story that I share because not only did they give me a physical home to live in, I don't live there anymore, but it was so beautiful and so amazing, and I had to trust them completely, and I did. But it also brought me more to our guys really have our highest interest at heart. And if we really can, and I still struggle with this, Robert. I'm struggling with it right now where they're asking me just completely to surrender to them. We go, no matter how long, I've been doing this for over 15 years, you still go through periods of your life where you want something and life is showing you some difficulty and my guys are like, just surrender, just surrender, and they remind me. And the more I surrender to them, the more it works out. So that's why yeah. I shared that story, the first story. Yeah, it's good. It really sets the tone, I think, for the book. Um, now... You know, we've been talking about guys, but not everyone is comfortable talking about the subject. You know, some people um, with, you know, strict religious beliefs, um, uh, again, you know, direct communication, um, you know, may may not find it, uh, you know, something that they really kind of want to talk about. But you feel that it's important to share those stories. Um, so can you tell us why it is that we, you know, these are things that we should be talking about? Yeah. Um, 
you know, so many of us are in the closet. We're in the closet for so long and hiding. And um, I do want to share a real quick story. I was on a, a Catholic, I'm not a practicing Catholic anymore, but when I first moved to L.A., it was right after 9-11. A lot of things happened. I was living in Manhattan during 9-11 and stuff. And I went on a retreat, and all the people I was surrounded with, they didn't believe in a lot of things that I believed in, and it was a real big struggle. And um, they told me to go to confession, and I don't believe in confession. I never have since I've been a little girl, but I was like, all right, I'll go to confession. I'll go talk to a priest. And I went to see this priest, and I said, you know, the dead are talking to me. I see spirits, and they're talking to me. And he said, well, that makes perfect sense. All saints were mediums. Saints were doing this from the beginning of time. And he, like, sanctions what I did right in that moment. And I walked out of there, and I left the retreat. And I created, I went on this new journey of this whole life, and I realized how important it is to, one, find a community of light-minded people. That's what my guides call them, light-minded people, so that you don't feel mm-hmm. alone. Because before that, I felt like I was crazy, and everybody around me was telling me that I was crazy. And then when I finally accepted who I am and what I am and what I do, I, I found pieces of me. And they started becoming more whole. And that's the truth. You know, I have a brothers that don't believe in what I do, and one calls me psycho, psychic, and it's okay. They, they're allowed to have their beliefs. You know, it's fine. But it's not okay for me not to accept all parts of myself and love all parts of myself. And I think it's important that we have these conversations so that people can bring their biggest and greatest gifts out of the darkness into the light. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's important. Yeah, and you know, um, everybody is entitled to their belief. You know, whatever they want to believe, and that's yeah. you know, and that's and, and that's what makes life interesting. You know, because then we then we're as it's different from the way we think. We're kind of forced to um, evaluate. Evaluate things and, and change things up a little bit or not, you know, depending on how we feel, you know. But that's that's the the beauty uh, of the experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I, agree. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Yeah, we're down to the end of the show there, Marilyn. I mean, it's really been wonderful. Now, is, is there maybe any final words of maybe something we didn't cover or anything you might want to say to listeners? Yeah, the only thing I would say, thank you so much, Robert, and everybody who's listening, because um, I can feel energy and stuff, so whether they're listening to it now or on a replay, I, I tap into energy. And um, I would say that if this is a topic that is of interest to you, explore it. Um, the book is a great place to start because the last part of the book is all experiential, so you'll get a lot of exercises to witness your own experience with your guides and have the experience with your guides. And then the very end of the book is the appendix where I have, I give you a guide. So 10 guides were channeled to me and, um, I've had so many people go through this. I tell them to pick a number from 1 to 10. They pick a number and then they go and read who their guide is. And like 99.9% of the times people are like, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. That was exactly the guide I needed. So I would suggest that if you're interested to go get the book, because I think it's a really great book, and it's a collaboration of not only me, but of the writer, of my guides, and of the other writers, and even of the publisher who was interviewing me for the book, because we did it in a very interesting way. 
there's such a beautiful collaboration in it. So I think that people will really benefit from reading it. So that's that's what I would say. And then there's a lot of fun exercises. So you'll get to meet your guide and have a party with them. There you go. That's wonderful. Yeah, um, I love the, the exercise, the different practices that you have at the back. It's, it's really, um, you know, it really gives people uh, different ideas on how to apply, you know, the, the knowledge that they learn. So um, I like those as well. So thank you very much, Marilyn, for your time. I, I really appreciate you sharing with us. Great. Thank you so much, Robert. I really appreciate you having me on your show. You're very welcome. Again, everyone, today our very special guest has been Marilyn Aloria, and we have been talking about her new book, Guide, Mystical Connections to Soul Guides and Divine Teachers. And again, you can find out more about Marilyn by visiting her website, which is www.marilynaloria.com. That's Marilyn, A-L-A-U-R-I-A.com. And everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth Show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth Show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, Amazon Music, and Audible. To follow our show on any of those platforms, visit ByteRadio.me and select the one you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.